There is no greater study of contrasts as when women and men are called into the service of their country to defend borders, privileges, rights, to secure freedom, who are asked to develop a taste for certain liberties and certain freedoms. These contrasts produce stress. The stress of these contrasts produces many themes and issues worthy of our time and prayers, and our veterans wear these contrasts with honor. While focus on themes and issues related to war and conflict are important, today we turn our attention to the honor of our veterans and listen to a reading of names, some who gave their lives for us and the nation we have become. Today we listen to reflections of veterans who served in many wars, and we listen as a means of remembering and valuing their service. Today we also pray for those who are engaged in battle, for those who have returned from battle, for those families and cultures deeply affected by the presence of war amidst those who yearn for peace and strive for justice. A reading of those we honor from the American Revolution. Please stand as you are able. George Rogers Clark. Leonard Latham. John and Louise Estes. William Dudley. Samuel and Carolyn Combs, Richard Johnson, Archibald Gorman, Nathan Thomas, Francis Emmons, Anderson Quisenberry, Elijah Estes, Mary Estill, Isaac Cunningham, Jackson Davidson, William Rawlings, Percy Kendall. You may be seated. My company was almost all old soldiers. We kept compact and close to our leading company and continued running out of reach of the fire. The enemy advanced no farther than to the ground we left. We could not have been engaged longer than about three or four minutes at a distance of 60 yards only. Our loss is said to be upward of 100 killed and wounded, among the latter 12 officers, one of whom, Lieutenant Herbert, was taken prisoner. A few of the wounded not able to get away were also taken. The artillery horses all killed. Two artillery pieces were lost. We retreated two miles to high ground. We dressed the wounded and before daybreak changed our ground and encamped about five miles from the field. 
good men lost. I'm certain on both sides, God bless their memory to us. God bless our memory of them, that we can share it with their families. Major Ebenezer Denny of Pennsylvania, my last record of the battle in the American Revolution. Our husbands and sons will head off to war. We are so proud and yet just a bit most frightened. They choose to serve. We choose to serve differently. We have done our best to school them with values of charity, mercy, and patience. When they return, as they return, if they return, God willing, women of this country, women of this world, at the earliest convenience, let us gather our hearts for the great and general interests of peace. Julia Ward Howe, 1870, author of the Battle Hymn of the Republic. We pray. God of mercy, you know the secrets of all human hearts and you alone judge evil desires and reward holy hope. Hear my prayer in the midst of this confusion. Give me patience and calm, so that under your protection and with you as my guide, I may be shielded from a life lived with fear and greed and restored to a life filled with peace, tranquility, and love. Grant this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. A reading of those we honor from World War I and II. Please stand. From World War I, John Campbell Ross. John Babcock, Francis Buckles, Henry Allingham, Patrick Pack, Harry Patch, Claude Schul, Bill Stone, Netherwood Hughes. From World War II, Robert Alexander, Virginia Allen, William Arnett, Cookie Avampato, Clyde Barr, Jesse Beasley, Carl Beck, Lillian Book, Art Buchenwald, Prudence Burroughs, Isabella Cook, Jane Cooley, Rhonda Cornham, Dorothy Cutts. Donald Finn, Margaret Fleming, Benjamin Gilman.
Many graves are marked with a simple, unadorned cross, most labeled with a profound phrase, known only to God. I visit veteran cemeteries not because I like the memory of death, but I go to remember those who I stood alongside of. And were it not for them, I would not be standing here with you. A willingness to die for one another is a serious statement to make. Hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands have made that commitment. Women and men making a serious commitment. On both sides of conflict, a serious commitment. My name is Patrick Haggerty, a teenage rifleman from Oswego, fought in the south of France with other dog-faced, intrepid soldiers. We were a proud lot, proud enough to remember awards and medals bestowed on us from a grateful country, proud enough to never forget those who walked in front of us, shielding us from a barrage of bullets, proud enough to know that even as their grave marker states, known only to God, in reality, I know their names, see their faces, can tell their stories. World War II faces. Doesn't really matter where you fought or even if you fought or if you were in the supply crew or the intelligence division or in the service to country shaped by the USO. What mattered were an endless stream of relationships brought together by an indescribable stress. And sometimes the only way to manage the stress was to remember what was happening in your backyard on a sunny, sunny summer afternoon in Oswego, mosquitoes and all, while the sun was beating down on you in the south of France. For me and my partners in World War II, we are known by God, alive in my mind's eye. We pray. O Almighty God, creator of all humanity, turn, we pray, the hearts of all peoples and their rulers, that by the power of your Holy Spirit, peace may be established among the nations on the foundation of justice, righteousness, and truth. Through him who was lifted up on the cross, to draw all people to himself, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. A reading of those we honor from the Vietnam War. Please stand. Leo Abromsky. James Blair Alexander, Billy Lester Beard, George Sister, Marion Christian, Terry Ann Cordell, Kenny Olson, Diane Orlovsky, Dee Dee Donovan, 
Jesse Rodriguez Acosta, Dolores Anderson, Carol Bierman, Brianne Brown, Paul Foster, Josie King, June Kenny, Sharon Lane, Michael Marcus. Please be seated. I think everyone who goes to war and faces battle is both positively and negatively affected by that experience. Dick Janke, Champaign, Illinois. I went to Vietnam in 1969 as a 22-year-old Marine Rifle Platoon commander and spent 30 years as a career Marine officer. I think part of the positive is who you are with and how you sustain each other. The negative is that there is always a cost for that heroism. There are deep questions to wrestle with. Many have no answers. Many haunt you in the day and long into the night. I think that those of us who fought, if we fought alone, if we had no faith in God or support of a family, were weakened before we ever left. If you went to battle with the, sh the emotional support of family, the good wishes of a community, and a strong sense of God's ever-present care for your soul, well then, you did not go alone. I did not come back alone, but many of my brothers and sisters did not come back alive, or at all. Today, I give thanks for those I had the honor and opportunity to serve with, and because of them, I am stronger, and alongside of them, I am proud to stand. A reading of those we honor from the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq. Please stand. John Travis Rivero, Brent Abrams, Thomas Bird, Anna Marie Camacho, Jamie Campbell, Ryan Cantafalo, Emily Perez, Andrew Pierce, Joseph Acevedo, Darren Thanter, Nina Twala, Linda Grice, Tim Sutton, Dan Carver, Matt Connolly, Stephen Packer.
Please be seated. Gina Caballero helped drag Martinez into the Humvee marked with the symbol for Alpha Company, 1st Battalion, 9th Infantry Regiment. Caballero told Martinez in Spanish to not fall asleep, to look at me, breathe, I will not leave you, so don't leave me. Holding his hand and stroking his arm, Gina writes in her daily journal. The Bible I read says, love your enemies and pray for those that hate you. Is it an odd connection to love and pray this way? Don't you think? I do. Perhaps in this odd world of competing juxtapositions, we are called by God to love and pray, and to do so in the midst of things we can barely understand, in places that are far away from home, among people we don't even know. As the Humvee drove into the medical compound, I remember reading a sign on the chaplain's door. Forgive, accept, give thanks. Hope is the next step. It is my new motto.